you need to support small, you're supporting your community. And I will be the first one to tell you that our hard earned dollars at the shop are, we're turning around and spending them in the community, you know, to help support other businesses. So the big question is this, how can small business owners like us in the floor industry overcome the greed of order gatherers and bypass the deceitful games played by wire services? How do we market, sell, and deliver flowers online so we may break free from these antiquated practices and earn our freedom? Those are some of the questions we will answer on this podcast. I'm Joe Vega. Welcome to Flower Shop Secrets, streaming now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, and more. What's up, everybody? This is Joe Vega, and welcome to another Flower Shop Secret podcast. And today we have Cameron Peters from Cameron Peters Flower Design in Phoenixville, Pennsylvania. How you doing, Cameron? Good. How are you, Joe? I'm doing fantastic. So the first question I have for you is, um, how much revenue did your shop make last year? We did just over 80000 last year. Wow. And your, your $80,000 last year, and your shop is located in Phoenixville, Pennsylvania. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. What's the population of that? We're probably about 14000 So maybe it's a, higher. Wow. Um, but then within the zip code, there's a whole lot more. 19460 is a huge zip code. That's fantastic. And are you the only shop in Phoenixville or? Oh, no. No. Oh. Within the zip code, there's five of us. Wow. For 14. Okay. That's so that's a good number then. That's a good revenue number. Congrats. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially we're, we're getting, we're coming up to our fourth anniversary in May. So yeah, we're keep on You're, keeping on. <laughs> tell me, how did you get started in the floor industry? Um, it was completely by accident. Literally I was in a car accident um, and I had broken my foot and could no longer do what I was doing. And I was able to get a a job answering a phone in a flower shop of all things. Um, So I said, okay, we'll do that for a while and and see if I like it. And here I am. (laughs) So you just walked into the shop 27 years ago and you started and you fell in love with it. I did. Um, I you know, from speaking to the customers and starting to learn about the different varieties of flowers and how to take care of them. And then eventually transitioning during my first 18, 18 months with them, um, being able to take out some deliveries and just seeing the reactions on people's faces when they got the flowers um, was the most amazing feeling in the whole wide world. So I think that's really when I got bitten by that bug to see how happy just getting this random gift um, was for, for people. So your favorite part, I mean, especially in the beginning was watching people's reactions once you deliver those flowers. And I have to be honest, it's still my favorite part um, because now I'm making them. So when you can take the order and make the order and then deliver the order and you see it full circle, that is the best feeling in the whole wide world. I had a few opportunities to, when I was visiting shops to deliver flowers. And I I agree with you. It's, it's a wonderful feeling that you get. And everyone's always happy to see you if you have flowers in your hands, right? Well, you can see it in their eyes, right? If you pay attention, you see it and and you're absolutely correct. It's, it's, it's pure joy. It's not just a smile. 
Yeah. So would you say the delivery drivers in the flower shops have the best job? <laughs> yeah. Even if it includes sweeping the floor, they still have the best job. <laughs> yeah. That's fantastic. So, so that's delivering flowers, but what about floral design itself? Like, what do you love about the floral design process? I love the fact that every time I put together an arrangement, it's something different. There's, I try very hard not to mass produce anything going out of my shop. I try to make everything unique to the situation or the, the sender relationship to the, to the recipient. Um, so, you know, getting to use all these fun, different flowers to create something different and unique for absolutely everybody um, as best I can is, is really great. I mean, honestly, around the holidays, I, you know, was told years ago, you make one, you make two. Um, so I will duplicate around the holidays, but on a day-to-day -day basis, I really try my hardest to send out unique creations for everybody just so that way they do feel one of a kind and they do feel special in that regard. So you love the creative freedom. That sounds yeah. like you love the creative freedom. I do. <laughs> it sounds like your favorite product is the florist choice product, isn't it? Absolutely. <laughs> Designer's choice, florist choice, the marketplace orders, those are those are the best because they really let you let you do what, what you do best, which is create. Right. I mean, you guys are, are, are creatives after all. You're in business and you have to make a profit. You know, you have to do everything that a business needs to do in order to not only survive, but to thrive. But at the end of the day, you're an artist and you want to create your art. And that art is floral arrangements. arrangements. So the more you get a chance to actually continue to do that and exercise that, the happier you'll be. Yeah, so. absolutely. <laughs> what advice and tips would you have for uh, aspiring or seasoned designers? Probably one of the one of the things I I will just if you have the opportunity to learn anything, take that opportunity. Be it um, from another designer, if it's you know reading, if it's taking a class, whatever it might be. Um, you know, there's some, there's some great YouTube videos out there. Uh, just absorb everything you can, um, from whoever you can and as often as you can, just make sure that you're staying on top of what's trending and, and the colors and the, the flowers that are most popular right now. And the look and the feel that everybody's trending towards, because that's going to help you stay relevant and up to date versus getting stuck in a rut that you're continually doing the same thing day in and day out. So if I was uh, just, you know, I'm 22, just graduated college, went to school for uh, creative arts, and I really want to get into floral design. Um, what advice would you have for me if I'm just starting out? And one day I, I would like to own my own shop get a job in a flower shop, however you can, and see if you like it. Um, and continue to work until you feel confident in your ability and your capabilities, um, because you're going to gain so much experience by being submersed in it every day. Um, and 
the bonus is that somebody's paying you to learn. So you can't go wrong with that. <laughs> That's a no brainer to me. <laughs> it, it sounds like you got to put the work in, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, uh, you know, I, I, I started years ago. Um, and I, I literally worked myself up from the, from answering the phones and sweeping the floors and helping to take out the trash and cutting down boxes to learning all the names of flowers and flower care to delivering to eventually making my first arrangement, which I still remember. Um, and then, you know, slowly, slowly working, working my way up and becoming more confident in what I was able to do and really waking up every morning knowing that I wanted to go to work um, right. was so important to me. Floral design is perfect. I need to pay attention to it for a specific amount of time and then I'm done and I can move on to the next next project. So I think that floral design and I are actually a, quite a match made in heaven. <laughs> hey, I think we may have some things in common there. So, <laughs> so when you were starting out or even in the middle of it like you must have dreaded coming in whether you work for a, uh, a florist another florist or in business yourself if you had like a whole bunch of orders and they were literally all the same arrangement or cookie cutter arrangements um well no because i knew i was going to be able to intermix what i really have a passion for in between um not all of my arrangements are necessarily cookie cutter. Um, but even then I, I still end up mixing them up just a little bit. <laughs> so <laughs> I the, put the, my own spin on it. <laughs> so the, the cookie cutter part comes from, um, the, the web or whoever's sending you the order, you know, they want a, a fruit of the bloom. It'll be the, the, the seventh one you, you get today. So cookie cutter from the standpoint of that's what the customer's seeing. But what you're saying is even if it's that, what you do is like you make it unique enough so that it doesn't feel like it's the same. Yes. And um, with my lovingly website, I figured out when we, when we were able to reopen after the, after the shutdown in, in, in the end of April, um, I pretty much locked our website down to designer's choice. Um, I was finding that a lot of different varieties of flowers were difficult to get. Um, so having to call everybody and, and let them know, I'm sorry, I don't have hot pink Gerbers in today or Delphinium wasn't available, but I can replace it with this. And then to have them turn around and be told, oh, it's okay, just do what you want. I only picked the picture because it looked pretty. Okay. So being told that, I was like, oh, well, hey, maybe I can you know, work a little bit more off of, off of designer's choice. I don't necessarily suggest it. We do have other selections on, you know, on our site for, for SEO and, and that type of thing. And I absolutely do them. Um, but I do try to push that designer's choice as much as I possibly can. <laughs> Us too. <laughs> we sort of nudge. It's always like the first search. It's always the first uh, item in a search result. It's always the first item in a category. And it doesn't matter what category you go into. Flora's choice is probably like, you know, just a little nudge. Yes. Yeah. Buy this one. <laughs> yep. So you like having that flexibility on your website where you could just turn your entire website into a, a theme in which just sells the florist or the designer's choice product. You like the flexibility? 
I love the flexibility. Um, that was something that was important to us when we did decide to gain a web presence. And I was looking at um, all of the options out there. Um, I knew that we wanted to stay, my, my entire goal is to stay as independent as possible, but we can't financially, you know, create this gorgeous website on our own. Um, and I appreciated Lovingly's stance, their, you know, their, their need to, and their desire to help the local florists. And I thought, okay, I think this is a good fit. This seems like a good fit for me. Um, so that's why we, that's why we got our website and, um, it's been the best decision we've ever, we've ever made, honestly. That's music to my ears. <laughs> we've gained a couple regular, regular customers from it. We've gained a couple subscription orders from it where they're ordering, you know, like for Christmas, we had a, a couple gentlemen who decided they were going to get flowers for their wife um, for the year as a Christmas gift because they so enjoyed the arrangement that they got from us um, because they ordered off of our website. So that's a great, great compliment all the way around. That sounds great. So you mentioned your wire service free. Yes. Yes. I've worked in plenty of shops that had the, had the wire services. Um, and over my, my years in the business, I've seen how it's, how it's changed. I've seen how the industry has changed. And um, I knew that I did not want to be part of that segment. How have you noticed the industry has changed? Um, <clears throat> when I first started, flowers seemed to be a very important part of life. Um, you would, we would get tons of orders for corsages for Easter or Mother's Day. Um, that has sort of dwindled off. They would, um, you know, order, order flowers for any occasion. Um, and when the grocery stores seemed to be carrying a little bit more and they got a little bit more um, advanced in, in what their offerings were, that buying seemed to shift over to the grocery store um, or the other outlets that, that were available to them. Um, the pricing was a little bit better, obviously. You know, they're, they're bulk buying where, where a regular small brick and mortar shop can't buy at that, at that quantity. Um, but it's been really interesting to watch over the past, I would say year and a half, two years, it's just started to shift back where people are going back to their local floors because they appreciate the fact that there are dedicated professionals out there who really put their heart and soul into what they do, um, which you're just not going to get anywhere else. I don't feel. So you, you might pay a little bit at a flower shop, but there's so much more behind that, that cost, you know, there's, there's somebody who really cares about what they're doing. They're, you know, su supporting themselves or their family behind that. Um, not just somebody who is, and I have nothing against it. Um, I did it for a while myself, so I don't, you know, <laughs> but it's, it's not just people who are working in a floral department. It's somebody who really has that, has that passion. Cool. So let's talk about your shop here and what you do for advertising. Like what are some of the advertising and promotional ideas you've implemented in your shop? 
We, I rely heavily on social media. Um, when we first opened, we opened out of savings. Um, so by the time we got the shop up and running, got the, got the lease, got some of the fixtures and that type of thing, there was no room in the budget if I, if I wanted to survive. So I became very, I taught myself very quickly how to be on social media. Um, but we also jumped feet first into the community, which is hugely important here in Phoenixville to be part of, to be part of the community and to support your community. Um, and so we joined the chamber, um, we joined the small business association, we participated in, in so many activities just so that way people knew that we were, we were there. Um, and so really, as far as advertising goes, we haven't done a whole lot of paid advertising, um, just a whole lot of face advertising, um, just being out and about and people knowing that you're, that you're there. Great. Which social media uh, platforms are you using? I'm using Facebook and Instagram. Um, mm. I do have a Twitter account, but I'm not active on there at all because um, I forget I have it. And I'm not, if you haven't figured this out yet, I'm not exactly the most abbreviated in my words. Um, so Twitter, when it tells you you can only do 130, yeah, I'm like, oh, I can't do that. Like, that's, that's not enough space. So <laughs> I, um, you know, I really took to Instagram and, and, and Facebook and, and um, have actually been comp complimented on and asked who does our social media marketing. And I'm like, oh, well, that would be me. And they're like, oh, I love it. Or, or, you know, you've got such a great, a great view. And I'm like, well, thank you. You know, I take that as a compliment. I'm like, it's just me being me. Um, I'm not going to put something out there that, that doesn't reflect back to, to my personality and, and who we are. So, yeah. Well, that's what most people are drawn to. You know, you have to be authentic. That's the only way it works. Absolutely. Awesome. So as a florist, you mentioned community. So how, how are you an active member of your community? Um, well, we will be, in, we, we donate to the, to the Phoenixville chamber when they do events um, because we are active, active members with them. Um, we participate in events at the senior center Um they have some some great things going on up there. Um, but you know, we'll we'll either do something for for a raffle or you know, I've had the opportunity several times to just randomly go up there with with flowers um, and let them give them out, um, which means the world to us. Um, I actually next week I'd like to I'd like to take some stuff up to them because we haven't done it in a while. Um, but they do, because of the pandemic and the, and the, and the seniors, um, they've been doing a, a meal pickup once a week. And um, I think it would be fun. I didn't have the opportunity last week because it was so busy, but I, I wanted to give them Valentine's, but we'll do a, we'll do it just because to make them smile. Um, but yeah, we, we also participate with the JCs. Um, they do a dogwood festival every year. So we participate in the, in the parade. Um, you know, anything that we can, anything that we can do to, to do our part, we, 
we're very big also in, in supporting small, um, you know, and, and these are our friends. So we want to, we want to see them do well. So we turn around and it's, it's just what all those, all those posters and all those sayings say is that, you know, you need to support, you need to support small, you're supporting your community. And I will be the first one to tell you that our hard earned dollars at the shop are we're turning around and spending them in the community um, to help, you know, to help support other businesses. So yeah, that's, it's huge to us. That's, that's beautiful. Actually, you mentioned senior centers there. Uh, How, how do people in the senior centers feel about you coming over? They, they love it. They, they love it. They've, they um, even assisted with um, putting together goodie bags, um, not this past year, but the year before for the Halloween trunk or treat um, from the, and they had the most amazing time doing it. They had so much fun and they got them done in a day and a half. It would have taken me over a week to do 500 gift bags um, to hand out, but they, it makes them smile. You know, it's, it's, um, it's a wonderful, again, it just goes back to delivering it. It's a wonderful feeling to make somebody smile. So when they see you walk in with flowers or they see you walk in with an arrangement, they're, they're all talking about it. You know, it's, right. it's, it's an event. Um, yeah. The, you know, I just have to share this story. I, I spent, um, I, I spent five years of my career uh, going to two senior centers a day uh, in New York city. And, um, I learned a lot. There's a whole world of knowledge in senior centers oh, yeah. and, and they have interesting stories. And I, I, I usually was quick about doing what I had to do in terms of, I used to just fix a computer or, or update a program or something, but I always used to hang out afterwards. And there are some characters oh, yeah. <laughs> in senior centers and, but you learn a ton, you learn a ton. So they're, they're one of my favorite people to, to hang out with. Oh yeah. It's, yeah. it's awesome. They have, they have amazing stories Yeah, and they want to share them. Right. They, they want to tell you, you know, I, I had, um, for, for one of the chamber events, the senior center was actually the beneficiary of all the, all the money that was raised. So we took, I took all the flowers up there and the, the ladies and gentlemen at the senior center actually helped me put the centerpieces together for that event. Um, they had so much fun and just the chit chat that was going on. I remember doing this and, you know, I, one of them actually worked in a flower shop at one point and she misses it. And, you know, then I had them all laughing. Cause I said, well, you don't know this, but you're all hired for mother's day. You know? <laughs> and they just, they just thought that was, that was great. So um, yeah, they're, it's, it's a, it's a wonderful, wonderful segment to, to be involved with. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Um, in terms of your flower shop, um, I know that the pandemic is, is sort of slow, the, the, the traffic, the walk-in traffic uh, by a lot. Um, but pre-pandemic, how do you decorate your display window and how does this help draw in people from your community? Well, everybody loves our windows. So that's, that's, that's amazing. Um, we have, we have two fairly small windows, but we try to do it seasonally. Um, and we, we try to mix it up as much as we, as we can, even if we are reusing the same, the same items from the year before, 
Um, we've collected a few things over the last couple of years that definitely are our showstoppers. One of them being our Nightmare Before Christmas window, which goes up two weeks before Halloween um, and stays up until um, right after right after Halloween, generally the beginning of November, and then we'll switch it. We'll switch it to the holidays. Um, we have bunnies that go in the window. We have dogs that go in the window. Um, anything to capture attention and and really for us we're we're a very walkable town um and there's tons of families out there so we figured out within the first six months i would say that if we capture the attention of the kids we've got the parents um so we try to put kid friendly you know something that's going to attract the the attention of the kids um and it's actually kind of funny, the the dog that we have that we put in the window, um, there's a couple dogs that walk, get walked past our shop and, and the one was very confused and his owner said, he's very confused, he doesn't know where the dog went. Um, Cause he would look in the window and, and see this, this little dog and I'm like, okay. <laughs> I didn't know we were affecting him that much, but that's awesome. <laughs> so. so that's brilliant. You. Um what is it about the what do you do to the windows that attracts the kids so for christmas we had um a six foot santa in the one window and we had a couple reindeer and santa had a bag that said reindeer food on it so it made it look like santa was feeding the reindeer um standing outside of his front door and then we had a mailbox hanging on the wall that had some letters to santa spilling out um like I said, a lot of the kids, surprisingly enough, are not scared by the nightmare before Christmas window. Um, they know Jack and Sally as much as they would know Mickey and Minnie, um, which surprised me. Um, we've done things with with smaller sized items. So because of the size of our window necessarily, but because kids are attracted to smaller stuff. So we have a little tricycle in the window that has a um, like a, a wagon behind it. We have a, a pull wagon that has our logo on it. Um, just stuff to like little little ladybugs we'll put in the window in the springtime after the bunnies come out because they're the kids like the little ladybugs. They like, you know, the creepy crawly stuff too. So, you know, by including that, we're going to catch their attention because it's also at their eye level when they're when they're walking. So yeah, and bright colors too you know, um, that really, that really captures the attention is, is putting something bright. That's one of my favorite parts about doing these podcasts, these, these interviews is I love to learn. Like what you just said about the kids there. That's, that's a brilliant idea. That's oh, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got the kids, you got the parents. And if the door is open more the merrier, they'll just wander on in. You know, it's <laughs> Like, I want to see the flowers and in they come and you know the whole family's following after them and all of a sudden it's oh I didn't even know you were here oh this is beautiful and so it starts a whole new conversation and you somebody new just came in your door which is which is amazing right or just the scent right it's just like yeah. the scent of the flowers like oh, you know what maybe we should get some flowers yeah yeah, yeah. this smells like a flower shop I, I hate to admit it but I don't think I smell them as much anymore just being around them all day I I kind of lost that and when the shop finally got stocked back up when we were able to go back in after the shutdown I was like oh I can smell the flowers again this is awesome like 
Wow, that's interesting. So you become immune a little bit to the mm-hmm. smell of the science I, of the- I did, yeah. Yeah. Well, My you got house. it back, right? <laughs> I did. <laughs> I didn't I didn't become immune to the beauty, just the smell. <laughs> awesome. So Cameron Peters from Cameron Peters Floor Design in Phoenixville, Pennsylvania. Thank you so much for joining me today, Cameron. Thank you for having me, Joe. It was my pleasure. This was fun. It was fun. (laughs) Could you tell everyone where to find you on social media? Yep. We are on Cameron Peters Floral Design on both Facebook and Instagram or at CP Floral Design. Perfect. Cool. But yeah, you know, if if you ever hear anybody struggling with their, you know, with their window displays. Definitely. If they've got a walkable town, tell them to try and put something in there to attract the kids. Awesome. All right, Cameron, thanks so much for everything. And we'll talk again very soon. Sounds good. Thank you. Have a great day. We want to help your business bloom. Follow for more episodes of flower shop secrets streaming now on Spotify, Apple podcasts, Google, and more.